Welcome to the Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's podcast, we have a listener request. Um, we are talking about personality types. And with me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Right. So one of our listeners um, requested this topic, and I think it's an interesting one because there certainly are stereotypes about artists. We're all drunk and disorderly somehow, I think. I mean, this is what I've found. But. <laughs> we're, we're irresponsible. We're starving, all these things. So I think I think anyone who's listening to this, or many people who listen to this, are artists themselves, and they know that these stereotypes aren't necessarily uh, any more than some product of Hollywood or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like the artist in every TV sitcom is like <laughs> dressing in weird clothes. Right, right. And so, the, so the one thing I do know for sure is that artists can be anyone, absolutely anyone, regardless of any division you could think of, including politically, socially, anything. So, And that's one of the reasons why we try to make this podcast such a broad tent, is that we want to appeal to people across different backgrounds and different perspectives. Yeah. Um, and, and it's one of the lovely things about art for artists is that it's, if nothing else, if, if you might disagree with someone on every other aspect of their life, but you can connect over art. And it's, it's quite an interesting thing. Um, so, uh, I I would say though when I when I read the question my first thought was well I I don't know what I have to say about that because I'm not an expert on this stuff um, and I I don't know I mean I've I've taken a Myers Briggs test I've done the Enneagram that sort of thing for myself but I am no uh, no expert on this so I'm not going to even go there <laughs> well and I've I've personally found that my Myers Briggs personality type uh, has uh, shifted over time yeah yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that, and I mine has as well. So, it it if you take it at different points in your life, you can find different results because we do learn. We learn how to do things differently. Well, and I think that that's part of why. So, and when I took the 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 Myers Briggs test the first time in high school, um, they were using it as a way to like kind of determine what you should do with your life or All whatever, right. like career counseling. Exactly, and I and I think that it's that it's not really a useful tool for that. Um, they're are many, many different personality types that can do many, many different jobs. And you have to realize that you're going to grow and evolve as a person over time. And I don't think that just your personality type should be uh, your decision-making factor. It should be more about how to recognize in yourself positive and negative qualities and how to use your positive qualities to your best benefit and how to cope with the negative qualities within yeah. yourself. Yeah, well said. I mean, any of those tests will offer you insight into the downside of whatever it is they say you are. So, um, and I, I, I was specific, I did specifically look online for some information that I could find out about studies that have been done on people that are creative. What, so aside from the typical psychological testing, what else is out there? And I found this, this kind of interesting quote, um, Scott Barry Kaufman, a psychologist at New York University, and he's spent years researching creativity, said the things that stand out the most are the paradoxes of the creative self. And he said, imaginative people have messier minds, which how perfect is that for the yeah, messy studio? Yeah, it's the studio. messy studio. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, love, I love that because I think as I started out saying, it's pretty hard to categorize anyone. And 
one of the things that, that some of the other articles I read pointed out some paradoxes, some dualities in, in personalities, but also some things that, that people do have in common. Um, and so a couple of things that seem to come up that are common to creative personalities. So actually the first one, um, which is an enjoyment or even a need for solitude is something that we, we've covered on this podcast before. And, um, perhaps different than a lot of people. I mean, maybe people who aren't engaged in creative process uh, don't feel that need as much. Another thing is very observant of things that interest them. People, creative people, <laughs> pay attention to certain things, but not other things. And so they can appear absent-minded. And I've always said of myself, I don't think I'd make a very good witness to a crime because... Well, most people don't. Well, but, but specifically, or if someone, if I had to identify a person, because I tend to look at things like the pattern on someone's shirt or something rather than studying their facial features. And I, I've heard other artists say the same thing. It's, it's what we, where our eyes are drawn may not be anything useful to anyone else. And it's, it can be a bit quirky. Um, and it can cause you to seem a little spacey at times because you, you are drawn visually to things that are going on around you that other people may not be. Um, another common uh, characteristic is creative people seek new experiences. They're kind of experience junkies. Like, um, if it sounds good, I, I, I think I'd like to try that. I'd like to try that travel or that um, new art medium or something. There's a, a pull towards that excitement of newness. Um, willing to take risks kind of goes along with that. Well, and that's the, the those are important character traits in terms of overall success as well. Yep. Um, and so those are things that you definitely want to embrace about yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, people who are willing to try new things and people who, um, you know, are, are driven to experience things in life and are more open to experiences um, They and willing to take risks. Those are all personality traits that are going to help you in uh, a career as an artist. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 when I when I'm talking about creative people, I also want to say that's a very loose term. I think everyone is creative on some level. I yeah, mean, and and there are very successful creative people who are not artists, but, exactly. are, but channel their creativity towards other right. things. So creativity is simply, I think, just problem solving and coming up with new ideas. And people do that in many many ways, whether they whether their profession is centered around creativity or not. It, it's just part of life. But well, if you, but if you are focused on something in the arts or whatever, it's definitely more of a big part of your life. Well, and this is why I think it's important for people who are not professional artists to do art or to do creative things ah. um, is because it's going to reinforce those aspects of your personality that are going to help you in other areas of life and business and entrepreneurship. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good point. Um, so another kind of common quality seems to be a sensitivity to the environment and this can be a sensitivity to sound, sensitivity to clashing colors, um, weird smells, things around you that other people may say, huh, I didn't even notice. And there's a, so there's sort of a tactile or environmental sensitivity. And I don't mean in the medical sense, like getting hives or something, but <laughs> at, which can happen too. But I mean, um, I know for me that when things are out of place, like, okay, it's called the messy studio. The studio is messy indeed, 
but it has its own kind of chaotic order, though. (laughs) It's for some reason I'm happy with it that way. In other settings, like the house, I like it neat. I don't like things out of place because it somehow is so distracting to me. If if there's not order and uh, somewhat minimalist surroundings, so it's um. That's an example in my own world, and I think people have different things that just drive them crazy. I also don't like sounds that are distracting, like uh, static on the radio or something. So that kind of sensitivity seems to be something that may be held in common. Well, and that also kind of ties into the duality thing where uh, artists tend to have very kind of conflicting personalities where um, certain things... They go one way in one circumstance, another way in another circumstance. The studio versus the house. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. There's kind of a conflict there. And And I've always kind of thought, why is that? I don't understand it myself, but so it is. Um, Which kind of leads to the next one. There's a, and this is, uh, I think, one of the most interesting qualities that I came across was there's a comfort level with ambiguity and gray areas. Um, This can be in one's own work. It can be when you look at other people's work. It can be in relationships that things don't have to be black and white. They don't have to be in a certain category. At least uh, there's a there's more of a comfort level with that than perhaps with other people. And I think it's it's really an important part of the creative process because you're going to go through a lot of stages where things are not clear at all, and they're frustrating, but understanding that they happen and being somewhat tolerant of them is is a good thing to to work on if you don't feel that way um so i think uh that one i find the indication of an interesting mind yeah be, being able to kind of accept things as they are rather than trying to categorize well, everything or, or even to hold two ideas in your mind at once oh sure messy and neat you know, whatever it is, it could be bigger than that. Um, well, the world is is a ambiguous place. You know, is. it's it's not yeah. necessarily. So I think that, that that kind of plays into an artist's ability to perceive reality rather than to try to constrict reality to a paradigm. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're always playing with that with that image of what is reality. Yeah. Always trying to push the the boundaries of the box, so yes. to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it's why artists um, uh, can have very interesting conversations with each other and be on the same wavelength um, and not, I think in general, be fairly open-minded about what another artist is, is talking about and saying. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's something that can help you with your art and it can also help you in other areas of your life, like some of these other personality traits that yeah, we've discussed. It's kind of a, a, an ability to see another person's viewpoint can be part of that mindset and it's not always there i know that but um it can be so uh i read a quite an interesting a longer article in psychology today online i'm going to say the author's name because i found the phonetic pronunciation (laughs) it was a bit confounding when i first saw it so it's written by mihai chick sent me hi Perfect pronunciation. <laughs> Just reading it here. Um, it was a really interesting article because it was it was a study of um, 
different of, of the fact of dualities and the fact of contradictions in, in people's personality, which kind of gets back to that other quote, we have messy minds. <laughs> and by the way, I'm going to put the links for these two articles on, on our page so you can read them for yourself. And I, I'm not covering all of it because they were, they were both much more in depth than we're giving here. And we're not psychologists. We're so. not. We're reading psychology today. Like, <laughs> like I don't think we we can present ourselves as experts on this topic. We may have a little bit of insight, but right. If, and I, if you want to go to the primary sources as a listener, that's, we, that's why we're putting the links on. I do find it interesting, and I I think we all like to know a little bit more about ourselves. That's why we like to take maybe little pop personality quizzes online and so on, and and to see that there are commonalities with um, people. Working in creative fields, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. So I'll just go through some of the ones that, um, that uh, Mikai mentioned in his article. So the first one that is gone over is uh, that artists can often be both playful, experimental, etc., but also quite focused and disciplined. And very often we speak of this as left-brained and right-brained. Yeah, and that doesn't really hold up in terms of actual psychology and in terms of, of the physical way that you use your it's brain. It's sort of a it's sort of pop psychology. It's sort of but it's a handy way of of understanding that there are two parts of our there are two ways we approach things. Yes. And typically um artists would be thought to be more right brained because that's the one that's thought to be playful, experimental, open ended. Um whereas the left brain would be more organized and mechanical. Yeah practical but i believe that successful artists people that are really doing what they want to do and doing it well have both sides in operation (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean there's a totally practical side of the way that you do things as an artist and if you don't have that practicality it's going to be very very difficult to be and that it's kind of the stereotype again of the totally right-brained or playful free spirit artist um yeah they're out there i know and and yet they probably are fighting with their own personalities more like because they probably have trouble, um, you know, focusing and and being more practical. And obviously, if you're having a career in this, you absolutely have to have the business side going. To yeah, you, you got to be able to manage your finances. You got to be able to file your taxes. You know, yeah, it's- yeah well, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but, but what, um, what they found in the studies in this article was that, um, artists seem fairly balanced in that way. They do have uh, both, both aspects going pretty well. Most people do. And, um, another one we just mentioned was the ability to see multiple points of view. And I think this is really, it, it's going to tie into some other things we'll be talking about, like, um, uh, critiquing your own work. Being able to see your work from someone else's point of view in an objective way, uh, being able to understand someone else's work by what they talk about, what they tell you about it, even if initially you think, eh, I don't like it, doesn't do anything for me, um, the ability to to listen to people and try to understand. Well, and there's certainly, um, I, I notice this with music a lot, where there's Stuff that isn't really my style, it's not like I don't get into it, but I can absolutely respect the ability of the artist who created yes. it. Yeah, and um, that's that's definitely part of it, having that broader view, having having the ability to see 
uh, what someone else is, is after. What are they aiming for? It, it may not be at all what you're aiming for, but are they doing it well? Are they, you know, involved in it? It, it could be quite good. So I think in your own work, again, the multiple points of view, one day you look at something, it looks one way. One day you look at it, it looks the next. And as you develop your work, you're starting to synthesize and integrate what what you want in your work. Um, another characteristic that was uh, he noted was um, artists can seem very uh, supercharged, energetic, and it's usually in relation to their work. And I get this personally. People always say to me, how do you do everything? You, you, you have so many things going on. It's true, I do. Um, and I feel pretty energetic about everything. I mean, the teaching, the traveling, the blog, the podcast, the squeegee press, all these things, I don't, uh, you know, they, they don't feel like work to me, honestly, <laughs> most of the time. And of course, painting almost never seems like any kind of drudgery. So, and, and I think that that's another personality trait that is very, very helpful in terms of your over, like going beyond the creative process, you mm-hmm. know, in other areas of your life, that ability to get passionate and energized passionate. about something. Yes, exactly. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast with you, you know, oh. besides the fact that you're my mom and this is a, a fun thing that we can do together. Um, you know, I've had other projects I did with people who are just not motivated they weren't fired up <laughs> and and to to be involved in something with somebody who's really just as driven and passionate about it as you are is really extremely important if you're going to work with somebody yeah yeah any kind of collaborative project and and when you get two artists together who are passionate oh my gosh i mean it's like things big things can happen so um yeah so the amount of of material, the amount of production that can be created, you know, when two people are really fired up about something yeah. is, is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it may be hard, I think, for people that aren't involved in creative pursuits of any kind to, or any major part of their life to understand that, that driving force at the same time. And this is, you know, these are all about kind of dualities and other sides of things. Uh, very energetic, and yet also can become very tired, very uh, really needing rest, really needing solitude. Um, the article even said uh, artists tend to sleep more than other people. Um, I don't find that for myself. I wish I could sleep more, but <laughs> it's it's like a yeah, kind of all or nothing sort of energy sometimes. And um, another characteristic that was mentioned was um, we've talked before about introversion and extroversion and you commented that you you can kind of uh, identify with both of those yeah on the uh, the kind of the I versus E spectrum um, I'm pretty much right in the middle and that that means according to this guy you're probably quite creative because <laughs> a lot of artists self-identify as introverted probably much fewer many fewer, identify themselves as extroverted. But when they have, you know, really done tests and studies, there is that kind of middle ground can be occupied by a very creative mind. And it's, I think it has to do with, yes, you want to search out new ideas, you want to talk to people, and you want to, you want to put yourself out there. Maybe every social situation isn't comfortable. And but it is, but you're drawing energy from uh, other people, which is kind of a bottom line ex- extroversion thing. So when when you talk 
about creativity or your own work or someone else's work, you get pretty fired up. Um, well, and that's that's one of the areas of that kind of overall personality test where I have shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in high school, I was very, very introverted. And many, many younger people are, well, I guess we could call it shy. You know, you don't, you don't reach out. You feel uncomfortable around other people. And as you mature and get older, you developed ways of connecting with other people that that really feed you. They're good, you know, and not just your loved ones, but other people as well. And so I, I too have flipped on the Myers-Briggs in different times I've taken it. I've only taken it maybe three times uh, from introverted to extroverted. And, and it just seems very close when you look at the numbers. So uh, I definitely identify with probably more with being an introvert because I do sometimes feel quite shy. And yet here I am doing a podcast, so I can't be that shy, right? <laughs> Even though it's just you and me in the messy podcast studio. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like to do a live show at some point. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm interested well, this, to see how you'll handle that. This but. is terrifying. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean, I, I, I'm I working on a video thing with um, Jerry, and I find it hard to be in front of the camera. And I find it hard sometimes to be in a room full of people I don't know. That's definitely hard for me. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's interesting, too. Um, you know, there's a, a certain kind of comfort factor that we've cultivated in our little studio here. Um, and uh, I actually I went and I did some voice work for uh, a radio station um, the other day. And it was it was a totally different experience <laughs> to, like, walk into a station and perform in front of strangers, yes. you know. It, yeah. That's what I was kind of experiencing with the video, too. Even though Jerry was there, there were, you know, the film crew. And yeah, I was on stage. And, you know, I think I did a good job, but I was so scared before it even happened. I got used to it pretty fast. Um, well, and I'm glad that you had that experience because we're hopefully going to be moving into a studio setup that, you know, I think that we kind of announced it tentatively. Yeah, we um, put something on Facebook. Yeah, uh, but yeah. We're, we're working on moving into a, a more professional studio setup um, where it's the, the video segment is going to go out on public access. We'll also make it available on YouTube. Um, but it's it's going to be more of a kind of production where there's other people and uh, <laughs> it does know. scare me honestly but it'll be good and if i look very nervous that first or second or third time you'll have to forgive me <laughs> well and i and i think that it kind of plays into the video thing that you're doing with jerry hopefully yeah. that'll help you you know you already be a little bit more accustomed That's to being in front true. of the camera and hopefully doing making the podcast into a a video you know that's going to go up on YouTube and, yeah, and out of public access. Hopefully great. that'll help you in your your video with uh, or your future stuff that you're doing with Jerry yeah. as well. So it all works together. So so yes, I can personally say uh, I I have this duality and you have this duality, and I think a lot of artists do, even though they may, if you ask them, they'd probably say they were introverted. And but, I and I think that um you know what we were just discussing is is. It, it's really about pushing yourself. Yeah. You know, you want to push yourself out of your comfort zone just a little bit and, and try to, mm-hmm. you know, push the boundaries of, of what right. you're able to do. And by, and by doing that, you can expand your mm-hmm. ability. Because to some extent, those are not fixed personality traits, introvert and extrovert. Exactly. I mean, to some extent they are. You know, it, maybe your comfort place will always be in one or the other, but you can extend yourself. So, um, and you don't, you don't, uh, you don't strengthen a muscle unless you, you push it to its, to its limits. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you want to 
develop your own personality and try to shape yourself into the best person you can be. And I think some of these things that are being noted here probably are more um, in in inside personality traits. Like they're not, they are more like fixed perhaps, but some of them aren't. So I think maybe this next one is perhaps a little more fixed. And that is the studies found that um, artists are less prone to uh, adhering to the stereotypes of their gender. So they're in some way a little more androgynous. Uh, and th this was explained, and it's kind of, <laughs> these are somewhat stereotype gender characteristics, but that um, taking this, what we think of as the strengths of each gender uh, to some to some extent, taking that on yourself. So, um, again, speaking in generalities, but a woman might appear quite strong, um, quite strong physically, quite strong mentally or emotionally, and a man might appear, an artist man might appear more gentle, more sensitive, more, etc. So these again, these are obviously stereotypes, but but saying. Even saying that, it's like uh, a tendency not to adhere to the stereotype because it's there. To say, I, I need to be more feminine or well, exactly. I need to be more masculine. There's like this whole nature versus nurture exactly, element yeah. to this. Yeah. And I, I think that artists in general are willing to uh, kind of push the boundaries of, of yeah. societal norms. Um, you and know? it may be that this is, this is something from birth, like many gender aspects are, and that you know, it's just part of who you are that you can that you can take on these other characteristics and be absolutely comfortable with them because they're just part of you. And from from an early age, I would think. So I thought that one was was pretty interesting. And as is the next one, um, people have commented that creative people can be both uh, rather humble, but also very proud. And this is uh, the in the article was brought up like a meeting a famous person who's in the creative field and coming away with the impression of, yeah, they're just an ordinary person. They're quite humble. They're not full of themselves. And that, that humbleness or that recognition uh, in the artists that they, they aren't, I, I don't know quite what it is. I feel it myself. And, and what was described in the article was, you are so aware of on whose shoulders you are standing. So anyone who is doing creative work is part of a long tradition, for one thing, of what's been happening in their field for centuries. And when you look at that, you say, hmm, I'm, I'm part of the flow, yeah, but I'm just a part of the flow of that particular thing that I'm working on. So I think it, it does make you feel like um, you're not – you're not doing anything other than you're just working the way you're doing your work. And so there is that. But there's also, I think, there at the same time, and I, I can say this for myself, there's an urge to to feel to look at accomplishments and say, Hey, you know, that's 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 pretty good, you know, like how did I get here? Or there is a certain personal pride, and if it's not acknowledged at all, it can be feel bad. You know, somebody doesn't acknowledge that you have had successes and things. You feel a little bit like, oh, yeah, but I have, you know. <laughs> so it's this kind of dichotomy that, and, and I have felt that in myself, and it's interesting to learn that that is kind of a characteristic then of a lot of creative people. So that, um, 
and I think um, the uh, the last one kind of it kind of relates back to that earlier one we talked about the idea of the left brain right brain, and that is um, artists are creative people are imaginative. I mean, we can we can have things in our brains that we may never get there, you know. Uh, at the same time, many artists are quite grounded; they're quite down to earth people. And I think we have to be that way because we we encounter a lot of things that can um, throw us. You know, we encounter rejection, we encounter frustration, we encounter huge obstacles sometimes in making a living. And if you're not grounded and somehow practical, it's going to fall apart. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have that perspective and. Um, you know, apparently that's kind of part of the artist mindset. So when you think about all those contradictions, I mean, it is, it is a complex personality type. Well, and it, uh, I think it kind of plays back to the whole living in the gray area and the ambiguity and yeah. being able to kind of shift. And, yeah. And, yeah. and, and push the boundaries of, of your own paradigm. And I think. I think adapting to the situation that you find yourself in. And if you're, if you find yourself with things going well and you're in the studio and you're working and, and that's where you can put all your energy, that's probably what you're going to be doing. If you find yourself in a situation where things are harder, there's something else going on, you can deal with it. It's an, I mean, you're not a fragile personality that is going to fall apart. I mean, I, I personally have known many artists who have, pushed through some extremely difficult and tragic situations and continue to work. And it's really, it's tough. They are tough people. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I think that kind of the, the overall conclusion here is that uh, you need, you need to be aware of, of the positive and negative things about your personality yeah. and really push yourself to, um, to, to improve yourself in yeah, and kind of embrace the good things that that artists are recognized embrace for. the good things recognize the bad things yeah. and really push yourself and, to and ditch ditch those stereotypes if you have them at all yeah. I mean, most of us don't because we know the truth about it but <laughs> they may lurk somewhere in your brain you know and then and maybe give you an excuse oh artists are kind of um irresponsible so i'm not going to make that phone call don't go there honestly you know you can be responsible and still be uh, a very, very high-level artist. So, yeah. Well, I think that that about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. Make sure to check out www.coldwaxbook.com and www.rebeccacroll.com and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your own creative space, messy or otherwise.